0: Hello and welcome to the Modern Casanova podcast with me Troy Francis and today I am broadcasting to you from the centre of Berlin in Germany, so in the murky, dark, decadent streets of Berlin coming at you with another podcast and apologies this is a day late uh, or so Because I was traveling and because it's been quite a busy time um, over the last few days or the last week, uh, what with the launch of my new book, which is called How to Get Hot Girls Into Bed, a guide for the modern Casanova. So if you're following me on Twitter or you follow my website, or indeed if you read my stuff on Return of Kings you'll no doubt be aware of that book because I've been trailing it quite heavily across those different channels. And indeed, today I thought I would do a podcast really just talking to you about the book and letting you know a little bit more about the contents, what's in it, what the intention of that book is, and so on and so forth. So um, before I get into that, I want to say I'm not going to Continue with the promotion, you know the hardcore heavy promotion uh, going forward. I think it's going to be sort of back to business as usual, really, from about this point in. But I thought it was worth just just putting out uh, a brief podcast just to talk a bit about the book uh, and, as I say, the the intentions behind it. So I'm recording this as I said in Berlin. Um, it's really really good actually to be back in Berlin. Um, Aside from the launch of the book, I've also had various other things going on in London. Personal stuff related to my uh, continuing, um, in inverted commas, career, corporate career, which um, is still ongoing, although, and this will be the subject of further Content coming up, uh, I am looking to unplug from that and that is very much the intention. But at the moment, um, that's still ongoing. So I had various things to sort out with that. And now I've got a little bit of time out. So I'm in Berlin at the moment because I have a place here, um, a small studio in the the Nikern area of the city. So I'm here for a couple of days. Then I'm going back to the UK for some commitments later this week. Uh, Then I will be back in Berlin. Then I will be in Ibiza for a week, so you can expect some content from over there, which I think will be really interesting, actually, because a lot of people do content about Eastern Europe and Poland and Ukraine and all of that stuff, and that's all great, but um, Ibiza is the foremost party island in Europe, really, and it's a mecca for hot young 20 something girls out for fun and excitement every year. So it's kind of like the Vegas of Europe, if you like. So I think it's, um, I think there's something interesting about that. So I'll be based there for a week. So I'll no doubt be doing some content from there. Then I'm actually going to Ukraine for a few days before I've got to sort the flights out on this actually, but going to Estonia to go to a music festival over there, which um, a friend of mine, has asked me to go to so that should be a really interesting uh experience it's in a, a form of prison in somewhere in uh, the Estonian forests so uh, as I say more, more information on that no doubt coming up and some content hopefully from that too um and then after that I'm not entirely sure actually um maybe Poland maybe back to Berlin maybe somewhere else I wanted to fit uh, Romania in actually but I'm not sure and also I've heard some slightly not negative things about Bucharest but um, that it isn't as great a game city as it might be cracked up to be so we'll see about that. Um, There's also been some talk about going to Hungary although I was in Budapest last year or maybe I'll just go back and spend the the final week in, in London before uh, going back into the corporate milieu and seeing what uh, befalls me there. Anyway, so that's uh, just a little bit of a update on my itinerary, I suppose, for the next uh, few weeks. So hopefully there'll be a bit of a shake-up in the content. We'll get some more content regarding those specific destinations, game in those destinations uh, yeah, you know, so a bit more of a travel sort of aspect to the content that I'm putting out. So hopefully you'll enjoy that. So without any further ado, let me talk to you a little bit about the book, how to get hot girls into bed. And as I say, I don't want to keep banging the promotional drum on of this. So this will likely be the last, piece of content that I do. Well, maybe not, maybe I'll do something else, but a, I might do a video or something. But um, yeah, you know, I'm winding down promotion now. The launch went ahead uh, on from last Friday, and um, really the launch has been fantastic. And I'd like to thank anybody and everybody who's listening to this who's bought a copy of the book already because the launch really exceeded my expectations. I was really, really happy. Um, with the figures over the weekend and into this week. And also the initial feedback that I'm getting back from guys as well into the book. I'm really, really happy. Um, As I say, exceeded all my expectations. Really successful launch. So if you've bought a copy of the book already, then thank you very, very much indeed. If you haven't, but you follow my content and you're listening to this, then thank you as well for supporting me. And I do hope that you will... Find an opportunity to pick up the book to buy the book because I think there's a hell of a lot of value in there. And this is, you know, this is not a short book. This is not a flimsy. I mean, it, so at the moment it's an ebook, so it's available on Amazon Kindle as an ebook only. Uh, that will change. Um, we, I am working on the paperback version. That will be out very soon. So I'll update everybody on that. As soon as that's available. Um, and I'm also, by the way, looking at a paperback version of my first book, The Seven Laws of Seduction, as well. So they should both be available very, very soon. And of course, I'll let people know when that is. Um, but at the moment it's a Kindle, How to Get Hot Girls Into Bed is a Kindle ebook, um, which can be accessed electronically via Amazon. Um yeah. So, but it's not a short book. This is the thing. It's, uh, the print length will be 410 pages. So it's pretty, it's pretty long. It's 90,000 words, I think. So when you look at my first book, Seven Laws of Seduction, which is pretty, you know, a pretty comprehensive how-to step-by-step guide to pick up and game, that's 40,000 words. So how to get hot girls into bed, uh, is more than double the size. Um, And the price is almost the same. The price price point is only slightly higher than Seven Laws of Seduction. So you're getting a lot of value uh, off the bat, really, just in terms of the sheer quantity of content that you get in the new book. So what's in it? Well, the first thing I need to say, really, is that a lot of this content is content that I've already put out. So if you scour Return of Kings, if you scour my website, realtroyfrancis.com. If you chase around the internet, a lot of this content you will um, you will see already. And I, I, I want to be upfront about that because I don't want to, you know, deceive anybody about this. I mean, this, this book is essentially like a compilation album, if you like. It's like a Troy Francis greatest hits from the last three or four years. So, but on the flip side of that, all of that content—this is the best content that I think that I've created around game over that period. So it's a three or four-year period when, you know, I've been writing this content, putting a lot of it on Return of Kings, and then some of it onto my website as well. Um, but during that period of time, I've been out in the trenches doing game and going through really some of the most successful game periods of the most successful game period of my life was when a lot of this material was composed. So there's a lot of great value in that content and that's why I wanted to put it into book form because as much as it's great that, you know, this stuff is available on the internet and people can read it on websites. I mean, even though Return of Kings is a big traffic website and you know, you're getting a million, I think it's like a million views a month or something. I mean, it's really, it's really big. Nevertheless, you know, we know what the internet's like. I mean, an article comes and goes, an article gets a spike in the first few hours that it's published, Um, it's read that day, then the next day. If it goes a bit viral, then um, it may continue to be read for another week or so. But, you know, by and large, online articles are kind of here today, gone tomorrow. You know, they go up, people read them, some people comment, um it falls down the feed and then people, you know, then effectively gets forgotten about and the next, um, you know, and the next article is being discussed and, and, and so on. So it struck me that quite a lot of that content that I put out there during this really, as I say, really fertile period of game for me was really kind of, although a lot of people have read it and had made kind comments about it and, you know, people had shared it and so on, by and large, in the wider scheme of things was in danger of just getting lost. And I thought, well, well, actually, You know, reading back through this content. And the other thing that I did uh, at the beginning of the year was I took a lot of the content that had been on Return of Kings and put it into the drafts on my website because, you know, that's my content. And obviously I want to make sure that it's stored somewhere on my platform. And some of it, you know, I've been publishing throughout this year on my website as well some of the better articles and as I was doing that process and going through I thought well actually there's, there's quite a big body of work here you know i had done over a hundred articles on Return of Kings you know some of them maybe not that great but a lot of them you know really really good stuff that had got a really good response and I thought well it's a shame just to leave this stuff out there in a sort of piecemeal way on the internet you know and who knows what happens with websites you know sites get closed down they get they get re, uh, revamped and old content gets you know gets shared and and so on and i thought well look i mean it it would be nice to have a permanent record uh somewhere of this content and particularly because um as i said i mean this this content was written during you know, what's been one of the most prolific periods of game for me. Now, that may, in a sense, become something of a surprise because I'm in my early 40s now. But, um, and this is maybe a surprise for some, of, some younger listeners, perhaps, but um, the most successful period I had in game ever was when I was 39. And that was the year when... For a start, I had five girlfriends at the beginning of that year. So, so I had a what you might call a soft harem of five girls on rotation um, at one point during that year. Uh, it, was, it was a very, very prolific year for me for day game and night game as well. I was doing both of them simultaneously. Um, you know, my lay count that year was up to 40 or something like that. It was a very, very prolific, you know, in inverted commas, successful year for game if you like for me um quite why it happened then i i don't know i think you know i come out of a a a relationship at that point i was my my interest in the red pill if you like and game itself had been reinvigorated so i was reading a lot of content i was watching a lot of videos you know i got really into things like rational mail chateau Artiste, um at that time when it was more game orientated um and i was putting all that stuff into practice in the field and i was seeing some really explosive results and then on a weekly basis i was writing content about that on return of kings and so there's a lot of value in that i think because here you've got somebody who's out in the trenches who's doing it who's putting this stuff into practice and getting you know great results from it. And this was the year when I pulled, you know, this, this really hot stripper from, uh, from a club. This was the the year that, you know, I pulled this, you know, the the quality was really, really good. Um, probably better even than in my twenties. Um, and it was really just a coming together of theory and practice. So the theory Find that I was reading online, great, but actually putting that into practice in the field and seeing tangible results. So, as I say, I think the benefit of, of that is that the writing that that inspired is really authentic, and I was able to sort of... It's that, It's obvious, really, isn't it? But it, 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 it's a point worth reiterating, that you can only really write about game and about the player lifestyle when you're actually living it because a lot of the the principles of game, you know, they're pretty well known now. I mean, we're, what, um, 10, 12, 13 years since the publication of the game by Neil Strauss. Um, The Mystery Method, which came out shortly after that, I think. And then things like RSV's Blueprint came out a year or so later. So, we're really at least a decade and, and actually more into widespread mainstream awareness of basic game and pickup principles. So, opening, you know, approach, open, um, vibing, uh, the hook point of attraction, male, uh, female to male attraction, um, comfort, escalation, lay you know the, the basic framework and the basic things that you need to do if you like so be cocky funny you know negging obviously been <laughs> kind of talk to talk to death and kind of superseded now in the community but nevertheless you know this idea about flipping the script this idea that suddenly you know it's not about the guy going in and supplicating himself to the female actually now it's the other way around it's about the guy being the peacock the guy being the dominant one, the guy being the chooser, you know, all of this stuff is, is well known, really. I mean, it's certainly well known in this particular quarter of the internet, you know, you don't need to search very far before you'll get free content telling you all of this stuff. Um, And that's great. You know, that's really, really good for, for people getting into this or guys getting into this for the first time. But what you don't necessarily get is the nuances and the only way to get the nuances is to be out there doing it and what i was finding and what i continue to find is that by going out there and approaching and doing game and getting good you know and getting and getting lays and getting positive experiences and also getting negative experiences as well getting getting rejections and so on allows me to analyze on a really granular level the nuances of game, you know. So it's not just go in approach, be, be be confident, be cocky, but you know, why is why does that work? Why is this approach slightly better than that approach? What if you tweak it a little bit and do this? What if you say that? What if you what if actually, you know, all of this game knowledge that we've been given is is telling us the wrong thing? What if actually you should do the opposite? You know, what happens then? And it was really through that process of experimentation and of you know just just trying things out and doing things differently that I was able to put together um this collection of of essays which is essentially what it is I mean really how to how to get hot girls into bed is basically a kind a collection of essays about game and pickup but also more widely about the red pill um and and red pill thinking so the book's broken down into three parts the first part is i call beginnings the second part is about inner game and the third part is about outer game or externals now beginnings um is the shortest section but i collected together a number of pieces a number of articles which i felt were strong which were about the backdrop really to the current dating scene and this is the kind of red pill stuff that you need to know that sets the context for game if you like so why do we why do we have to do game in the first place why you know what is it that necessitates us as men having to learn these techniques these methods and having to apply them in this quasi you know scientific manner out in the field well Clearly, there's a reason for that, and the reason is about society. You know, the reason is about what is currently happening in society. What are the gender relations between men and women? What are the dynamics going on out there? So, I've included a number of pieces that I thought spoke to that. So, there's a piece, for example, and, you know, I I mean, I I think the manosphere is problematic in its misogyny in the way that it, there's a tendency towards this kind of, you know, hating on women aspect of things. And I mean, that's not necessarily coming from the main writers or the main exponents of the Manosphere, but it, it, it's, it's, there's, it's certainly present. Um, and a lot of it comes, I think from guys who've been very frustrated or who have, you know, suffered the ill effects of, um, the red pill, if you like, through you know divorce and um, involuntary celibacy and all of these things you know there's there's clearly a lot of people out there who are angry and pissed off and disillusioned, and you know perhaps they can't be blamed for that, but that's not really where I want to come at this from you know i i um i for for one thing, I don't think that anger and resentment are healthy or i don't think they i don't think they do you any good i don't think they're going to help your your game i don't think they're going to help you be happy and i mean that's ultimately what you know i'm concerned with is making people giving guys tools to be if not happy at least to have some control in their lives and some form of contentment and you know being resentful and and hating on women and you know getting deep into politics and all the rest of it that's that's not gonna that's not going to make you happy. That's not going to make you content. It's just going to stir up more and more negative feelings. But at the same time, you know, look, I mean, there are clearly trends in society, um, you know, connected with the way that, that women are today, the way that men are today, um, the way that society is composed. You know, and and, and one of the key things, I think, is, is around marriage, you know, is around... Um, the reality of marriage. Now, I, I, I think, actually, myself, I believe that the deterioration of marriage has, um, you know, been going on for a very long time. I, I don't think it's just in the last decade or two decades, I think, actually. And, and I saw this with my parents' divorce, so I, I saw firsthand how marriage... You know, the, the problem is, we on the one hand, we're conned into this idea about marriage, you know, as this kind of celestial... Uh, coming together of two people and this amazing bond, and you know, the happy ever after, lasting a lifetime thing. And that always seemed to me to be false because even in the 80s, you know, my parents divorced, then my father remarried, then my father later um, was divorced from my stepmother. So I've seen two of my father's marriages fail. Um, and as I say, I mean, that was. That was, you know, from the, from the early 80s. My father was married in the 70s, I think. So, you know, I, I think really since the introduction of no fault divorce, marriage has been problematic as an institution. And certainly with the um, decline in religious belief, marriage has been a problematic institution because you know whereas before and 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 with societal expectation as well you know whereas before it was this idea you know till death us do part we make a commitment we're married come come hell or high water whatever happens you know we've made this commitment and that's it and if you broke from that there'd be a lot of societal shaming to contend with you know as soon as that all sort of re- relaxed then marriage becomes a thing where you just say, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll go and we'll sign this bit of paper and we'll go to the church and, and have the, the nice day and the party and everything. And then after that, you know, let's see how it goes. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we'll stay together, maybe we won't. I mean, suddenly it's a very, very different proposition. Now, I want to be clear about this, you know, I'm not a religious person. I, I'm not saying that it was... I, I don't even necessarily think it was better um when people were forced to be you know when marriage meant marriage for life and people were forced to be in a couple forever um because I don't think that people were I don't think that was good for you know, I'm sure there were women who were abused in that situation I, I don't imagine all men were happy but you know nevertheless you know what are we now left with we're left with a sort of a a quasi-institution where basically, if either party gets a bit fed up after a couple of years, they can just call an end to it anyway, which isn't really what the original deal was. And it makes it very difficult, particularly, you know, for men and women, but certainly, you know, for guys, when you're thinking, what's my life plan going to look like? The prospect of signing up to marriage and, um, you know, on the basis that if it doesn't work out, you could lose, you know, 50% of your cash, you could... Uh, you know, your assets, you could uh, have difficulty, you know, getting access to, to your children if you have them and, and so on. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a sobering thought to say the least, you know, even try to put the least cynical spin on it possible. You have to step back from that and think, well, you know, do I want to get involved with that really? But, you know, then what's the alternative? And this is the big problem or well, this is the big challenge, I think, you know, what is the alternative? Is the alternative, or I'm a player for the rest of my life, you know, I'm going around, you know, nightclubs or bars or lounges, you know, trying to chat up women through my 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, what is what is the what does it look like? And ultimately, you know, this is something that everyone has to decide for themselves. But the first section of the book kind of, there's a few anecdotal sort of examples and little essays that speak to that that speak to the current um climate if you like in the sexual marketplace and i suppose the broad conclusion from that is that men need to learn game or they certainly need to learn red pill principles and they need to learn game because it's no longer the reality of the situation is no longer you know you you go to school you, you you go to university you get married you have a girlfriend then you get married and that's it You know, forever and you're happy ever after. I mean, that is no longer the reality. So, at the very least, we need to accept that and we need to um, incorporate game into our repertoire of skills, even if we decide in the end that we will enter into a long term partnership and see where that takes us. So, game is necessary for men, you know, and then where you decide to go with that is, of course, up to you. So that's discussed in the first section. Then the second section, I talk about inner game. Now, inner game is, there's always this big contention in the community, isn't there? You know, should we, should we, what's more important? Is it inner game or is it outer game? Which one do you learn first? For the sake of um, organizing the material in this book, I put inner game first. And I do think that, I mean, you, you can't really have one without the other. There's no point, as far as getting ladies concerned, in going and sitting on a mountain and, you know stroking your inner child and, um, you know, becoming at one with yourself and and all of that stuff, if you're not also going out and approaching, because, you know, you're, you're not going to get any results, basically. I mean, you might get some inner contentment, you might get some value from, you know, from, from meditation and working on yourself and everything, but you're not going to get sexual results from that, you've got to be out in the field doing it as well. Uh, Nevertheless, though, um, I do think it's very important that we as men sort out some of our inner issues and that we have the right mindsets when we go out into the field to, you know, talk to women, to meet women, to have sex, whatever it is. So... I've put some pieces on in a game in that second section because I think they will give you a great grounding in the kind of, as I say, the kind of mindsets you need, the, the way that you should be approaching this from a mental point of view. I think that's really important. So that's there. And then the third section is the outer game section. And this is the, um, and I think justifiably, this is the longest section in the book. And this is a series of articles and essays about outer game about specific techniques that you can use about things you can actually do there's a number of pieces there about day game because i think you know without a doubt day game has become a much bigger part of many people's repertoire over the last few years because of you know issues with club game perhaps not being as good as it once was and not everybody's into nightclubs. Not everybody wants to keep doing that forever. Whereas day game really opens up the playing field enormously so that you know almost any environment is, is a good environment to, to meet women. So there's some pieces on that. Um, and there are just general pieces on different styles of game, ideas for different things you can do, analysis of certain game techniques, how they work, things to avoid, things that you should absolutely do. This is the real nuts and bolts kind of advice, if you like, in terms of the actual techniques and things that really work, that I've noticed when I've been out in the field and things that have really worked for me as well. So you get some success stories in there, some failure stories, um, and a real flavour of um, the current dating marketplace, if you like. And by the way, I should say, although some of these some of these pieces of writing are you know have been around for a few years everything has been re-edited and updated for the current book so this is as cutting edge as I can make it really in terms of my thoughts on the dating marketplace and as I've said elsewhere in when I've done you know, some writing, some publicity material for this. I mean, this really is a download, if you like, of my thoughts on the red pill, my thoughts on inner game, my thoughts on dating, on pickup, on approaching, on escalation, on the use of touch, on closing the deal. This is a download from my brain to yours of all of my beliefs on all of those areas, really. So it's as comprehensive as I as I've been able to make it. Now, what I would say is that this is not, and I've called it "How to Get Hot Girls into Bed" because I thought about the title for a while. I wanted to I wanted to put Modern Casanova in there because um, that's that's something that I've been using for a while uh, for this podcast and for other things. But I thought, you know, in the end, let's let's just call it let's just get, you know say on the tin what it, what it actually is. And I mean, all of this stuff really is, the ultimate aim is about getting hot girls into bed. So that's what I've called it. However, I don't want to be misleading here. This isn't a step-by-step manual, if you like, in the way that the Seven Laws of Seduction was. So if you want the step-by-step, do this, do that, do that, one, two, three, guide, then you should get hold of Seven Laws of Seduction First, so that you can get that real, you know, uh, rudimentary primer, if you like, uh, and that's why I made Seven Laws of Seduction free for a period of time in the run-up to the launch of um, How to Get Hot Girls Into Bed, because I wanted people to have the opportunity to read that, so that then when they came to this material, they'd have that basic grounding in game, because this. Uh, As this isn't a step-by-step, you know, guide in the way that Seven Laws was, this is in a way a more advanced work on game. This is not necessarily for complete beginners, although I think it would be useful for, for beginners to read this, but it's not aimed specifically at absolute beginners. This is aimed at intermediate to advanced players, people who've been out and about, People who've done some approaching already, who've maybe had some good results, because this is a far more analytical take on game and pickup. This is a far this is a much more of a you know, meditations and ruminations on game, if you like, rather than um, a sort of beginner's, right? This is what you have to do, comb your hair, go up to her, say hi. This is much more, this is taking it to another level in terms of the analysis, in terms of the Uh, the level of thought, I suppose, that's gone into the different aspects of game, which I think is, you know, and I think that's really, really valuable because I think, like, if you think of any academic subject, I mean, okay, on the one hand, say economics, you know, on the one hand, you've got, yes, X, Y, and Z. You can analyse a specific um, economic event uh, in terms of, you know, certain fundamental things. So so on the, on the one level, you can look at it in a very simple framework way. But then on the other hand, you know, what's really valuable is the all of the analysis because there's going to be different points of view in terms of, you know, why that event took place, the major drivers behind it, you know, what were the key actions, what could have been done to avoid it and so on. And the the analysis is also really, really valuable. And I think that's where... How to get hot girls into bed comes into its own because it's a kind of a not only does it give you the rudiments of game, but also there's a meta element that it is a a meditation on game, if you like. You know, it takes it takes that um analysis to a higher level, I, I believe. And I think that that's really, really valuable. And it's something that I'm not sure that there's a book quite like. How to get hot girls into bed that's come out certainly in the last few years. I think it's unique in the last few years in terms of the degree of analysis and thought that it's and, and rigor that it gives to the concepts of, of game that have been discussed in the manosphere and on game sites for the last few years. So I think it's unique. I think it will. Help to take your game to the next level. I think it will get you thinking about game and pickup and red pill in different ways. I think it will stimulate your own thoughts and meditations. And I believe it's a really valuable, invaluable actually, um, addition to any game or red pill bookshelf. And, you know, I'm really, really keen. The feedback so far has been great, but I'm really keen to hear your thoughts. I'm really, really keen to um, you know, to answer any questions that you might have on the book or any aspects of it. Um, but it's there, I think it's really useful. I think you'll get a hell of a lot out of it. I'm really excited to hear your views, your thoughts. And yeah, so please do download the book, go to Amazon, search for Troy Francis, How to Get Hot Girls Into Bed, a guide for the modern Casanova. Get your copy and then please do Get back to me with any thoughts that you have, Um, any suggestions, uh, any questions, any doubts, any praise, any criticisms, anything at all. Please do get back to me. And of course, um, I should also say, if you get the opportunity, then please do leave me a rating and review on Amazon as well, because that will really help me to spread the word, to attract new readers um, and to help more people, basically, which is the ultimate aim of all of this. So, if you can leave me a rating and review on Amazon, that would be absolutely fantastic as well, and it would really, it would really help me in terms of, as I say, help you know promoting this book, but also continuing to produce what I hope is 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 great, innovative content for you guys on the subject of game and you know broader red pill matters. So. A little bit of a whistle-stop tour there through the new book. I hope you found that useful. I hope you found that interesting. I hope that's got you excited about the book and that you will visit Amazon soon to get your copy. As I say, it will be coming out in paperback soon. I'll keep you updated on that. Seven Laws of Seduction will also be coming out in paperback and there's a new cover being designed for that as we speak, which looks really good. Very excited about that. I've also got another new book in the works, which I'll start to talk about soon. Um, Slightly different topic this time, I think you'll find it really interesting. Uh, But enough of that for now. Anyway, I hope that you're having a great week and get in touch with any questions and we will speak again soon. Okay, bye-bye.